are live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Beauty and the Beast Mode Podcast. This is Yay Martinez. Today I am here with our special co-host. Brian. The Professor. Hiam. <laughs> Brian the Professor Hiam. Welcome, 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 man. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here, man. Man, I'm happy to have you. Uh, Jeff could not make it today. He had some family things to tend to. And uh, I couldn't find a harmonica. He just, he just did this weird hand thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't the harmonica. Professor was wondering where the harmonica was. Um, and I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. I actually have two of them. Couldn't find either harmonica. I couldn't find either of them, man. Uh, one, was, like, one is bigger than the other, and it says United States Marine Corps on it. Ooh. Um, that, no, it wasn't that much. Is that what you did in the Marine Corps? You played the harmonica but, yeah, in the Marine Corps band? <laughs> Oh, everybody used to be mad at me because all I did was play the harmonica. Yep, that was me. People be on the rifle range, let's be practicing harmonica. <laughs> yeah, man, so we're here. Um, we're going to talk about a few things. We don't know exactly everything that we're going to talk about, but uh, that's nothing new. That's nothing new for the <laughs> Beauty and the Beast Mode podcast. But uh, as always, you know, we'll try and keep it light and right and positive. Uh, we may talk about some current stuff and then flip it. Uh, to talk about how we can actually uh, change our mindsets to think more positively about maybe some of the negative things that are happening in this world. I don't know. What do you think, Professor? Sounds good to me, man. Listen here, bro. You're going to have to give me more than that. <laughs> You're going to have to give me way more than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of crazy stuff happening right now in the world, you know. Um, marches in Washington and all kinds of things that seem... Very serious, but I think there are these glimmers of hope and excitement and good stuff going on. No, I mean they are, <laughs> they are very serious, but I think when people think about it, like, oh my god, the state of the country, this is so terrible. The kids are having to march in Washington, and we're having to do these different things. But like, that's a positive thing. You know what I mean? Like, we used to try to march in my house and then go far. <laughs> really? Just not even didn't make it down the hallway. Yeah, like, yeah. me and my brothers were like, man, we should be getting hit this much all the time. That's, yeah. Didn't last long Both long. parents pulled out the belts and like. <laughs> That's not, yeah, belts, flip flops, uh, wooden spoons was a thing. I never got a wooden spoon. Man. Did you get a wooden spoon? Before? I got the wooden spoon, the belt. The belt was like I think it was more scare tactic than anything. Like hearing it do the through the loops uh, and then the snapping as they're chasing you down the hallway. Yeah, yeah. Was that was that? Uh, was that Anthony Hopkins? Did you do Anthony <laughs> 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 Silence of the Lambs. That was more. But, the, but that sound, you know what I'm talking about when they like, like you're in four now, and just, they just rip that thing. I was like, pop, pop, hit them. I'm trying yeah. to do a new noise I now. More, I was more scared of my, one of my uncles. Um, his name was Uncle Bapo. If that tells you anything, that's a scary name in itself. Um, but he, he was, uh, like he had the rough life growing up, right? Like he was in drugs and all that stuff and locked up and everything. So when we, when he babysat us, <laughs> bro, all bets were off. Like, you stay on that plastic-covered couch and you don't move. <laughs> he used to pull out that belt sometimes and used to fold it in half and do that thing. The snap, the that's what I'm saying. Snap, he used to do that. <laughs> Man. Uh, no, the same thing. My, uh, I'm one of six, right? And so, six? like, yeah, I'm second youngest. So, like, shit would roll downhill and stop at me because Layla's sister was, like, the princess, the baby. Oh, no one was yeah. like... But my oldest brother's 10 years older than me, so he'd babysit me as we got older, man. And, like, him and between him and my other siblings in between, man, I can't tell you how many times, like, broken fingers, busted lips, and my parents like, what happened? And, like, 
I was more scared to be home alone with them again the next week and just be like, oh, it happened in PE. They're like, we didn't see it last time. I'm like, I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> like, so you and your siblings used to fight? Like, have, I, you ever fist, was, have you ever fist to cuff, like legit fist to cuff fight with your brothers? I've broken my nose three times. Once was trying out for the wrestling team. Twice were from my brothers. Fighting? Like punches, yeah. Like, punches like, like, face, we, like we had At one point, like, our mom was like, just get gloves, right? And, like, we used to rope off the backyard. Wow. And so, like, at... Like, 14, I'm getting punched around by a 24-year-old. It wasn't much of a fight. And then, so my closest brother's four years older. So even then, I'm like... Four- <laughs> no, man. I'm pretty sure. So I got, I got concussions when I got older, when I was in the military. And I was like, this feels familiar. And I, like, keyed back into, like, times when he would, like, straight up just knock me to the ground. And I'm trying to, like, get up. And they're all making fun of me. And I was like, man, like... Something doesn't feel right. I get up and I get knocked down again. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I'll never forget the first time I got a concussion in the military. Everyone's like, you got a concussion. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, there's a whole history of this stuff going on. <laughs> it's the same feeling. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, this explains a lot. Um, but, yeah, no, man, we were, we were definitely pretty – they were pretty rough on me. It worked out, though, man. It toughened me up as a kid. I don't know. My brother and I, we had legit fisticuffs fight one time when we were both adults, though. Oh, see, haven't, yeah. So, um, never as never as kids, though. We did put pillows on our hand one time, though. Like, couch pillows. <laughs> and I, maybe he was 17 and I was, like, 15. He's like, all right, we're gonna, we get one punch. He was like, and we just get to punch one another in the face one time as hard as we can. Ooh. And I remember he punched me, and I was dazed. And I remember there was a recliner, like, right behind us. And he punched me, and I was dazed, and I stood there for a second, and I sat down, and I had to take a breather, and then I was like, all right, I came to, and I was like, okay, it's my turn. And he, to this day, he denies this, but I remember exactly how it went down. I, I reared back, and I punched, and I hit him in his grill, and he stumbled over the recliner and fell over the recliner onto the ground. <laughs> Like in a cartoon? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he'll, he'll, he'll deny it to, man, he'll deny it to the end of time. But he knows that's what happened. John, you know that's what's happened. That's what happened. You need to come out and admit it, bro. Like, come on, man. Be a man about it. Like, what do you, what did you hate more, getting punched in the face or, like, the stomach? Well, that's the thing. Like, we never. Oh, okay. Like, I never. Like, that's interesting, right? Because I, I watch movies sometimes and you see people get hit in the stomach and you're like, is that, like, is that a, like, I don't know if that's a real thing. Like, it was like, ooh. Like, when somebody gets No, like, I just know that that was, like, the worst. Like, getting hit in the head, like, uh-huh. don't get me wrong, it sucks. And, like, yeah. you fall down and you're, like, dazed. But, like, getting hit so hard in the stomach that you, like, get the wind knocked out of you and you're, like, crippled over was always the worst. Like, I don't know, man. I didn't get a chance to throw a lot of punches because I was so much younger than they were, but I definitely got really good at, like, taking a beating, yeah. so. I, no, listen, when, when we fought as adults, my brother whooped my ass. Um, no doubt about it. I felt bad throwing punches back. I guess he didn't feel as bad. <laughs> same, same thing, exactly. Like, um, it was actually right before I uh, left for the Army, we had, a, like, a big going-away barbecue, and one of my friends was there, and, like, He's like, why don't you just throw punches back? I'm like, I don't know. I can't get angry enough to like hit my brother. He's like, well, he doesn't even look like he has to be angry. He's just enjoying like yeah, yeah. knocking you to the ground. And I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just never got good at that. You know, I, and I tell you, like, I remember 
the next day, two things were happening. My parents were going on a vacation. So typical uh, Latino household, two grown-ass men still living at home, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> and listen, I, I was... More, I was more fresh out of the Marine Corps and trying to get on, my, get back on my feet. But anyways, I had a job interview the next day, and my parents were going on vacation, and so this happened like late in the evening. We fight. He whoops me up. I got a big old fat bubblegum lip, and my eyes swollen. And I had to go to the interview the next day. It might have been like a Budweiser or Coca Cola or something like that. And I'm like, man, there's no way I'm going to get this show. <laughs> <laughs> and I went in, and I just remember being like, however I am, I'm answering these questions, all they're thinking right now is somebody whooped this dude's ass. <laughs> yes. And he has the heart to come in here and do this interview. You know what I mean? So it's just like, we have to give him this job. Because clearly, he took a whooping, and he was still good enough to come in. But then you never have an excuse to like call in and say like, I can't come in today. They're like, hey, you showed up to your interview with your ass whooped. Like, exactly. don't tell me this cold's got you under the weather. Yeah, Get in yeah. here, man. We hired you because you're tough. Yeah, like, you can't. Exactly. Like, yeah. So, and that, they did call me back for the job, man. But I, I just remember sitting there. The only thing I was thinking is, man, I'm not going to get this. And they're only thinking about my busted lip right now. I probably had drool and everything. It was ridiculous, man. So, yeah, I never had the heart to to really fight back against my brother. And as kids, we, as kids, listen, we just had the fear of our dad. So we didn't, like, well, our dad was like, you don't, you don't put your hands on one another, you don't fight one another. Like, brothers don't do that, all of that stuff. And I guess he was just holding on to it for a long time. Well, see, I feel like my parents played a different game, right? Uh -huh. Where they made us, instead of fearing them, so they could be the good guys, yeah. like, made my brothers the, mm. the freaking enforcers, right? Like, yeah. It was always, look after your brother. Take care of your brother. Oh, why is he acting up? It's your fault. You got to look after him. So then they resented me. You know what I mean? Like anytime they wanted to go do something when you were young, take your brother with you. And they're like, oh, man. Like, <laughs> so now on the theme of concussions, probably like in hindsight, this is the first time I thought about this way. My parents were on vacation and my brothers were looking after me. Our grandparents would check in. This is back when I lived in California. Um, and so if they had to go to a friend's house, they had to take me with them, which they hated, right? And so I remember... They were riding their bikes, and they're like, all right, you have to come with us, but you don't get to take your bike. you got to run, right? And so I'm, like, trying to keep up with them, and we're going, and there was this park by our house, and I saw my friend playing soccer. I'm, like, at most five or six years yeah. old. And so I'm, like, running as fast as I can to keep up with them. You know what's funny about that is that I see you when you say I was, like, five or six years old. I just see you with a tiny body. But like, <laughs> you see what you're saying, man? Like, no, I, we're not, not going to talk about my hairstyle then because it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I see my friend playing soccer at the park. And so I start yelling his name and waving at him. And then all of a sudden, the whole team's just watching me. And they're like flabbergasted, right? They're all just stop what they're doing. And it's because I turn around and I'm running full speed into a, a street pole, hit it, knock myself out, get a huge knot on my head. And still, like... So I'm, like, out of it. They, like, take uh -huh. me home, pissed at me for ruining their day yeah, of going yeah. to their brother. Like, and, like, as my parents show up and are, like, lecturing them, they're like, just wait till they're gone. Like, you causes this is your fault. I just remember being like, oh, God, never leave again. Mom, Dad, never leave again. <laughs> like, oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. That's terrible. I ran into a few. There was one time I, I hated riding bikes. So when you talk about running, like, I legit, when we would play basketball as kids, and, I mean, 
probably back in the day it may have seemed like miles away, but in retrospect it was probably like, you know, less than a mile or whatever to the basketball court. My friends would ride their bike, and I was always just running next to them. Dang. I was always just running because I hated riding bikes because it always seemed like something bad happened on bikes. <laughs> like, I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was 10. Dang. I remember being on, they used to have the pegs on, they probably still do have the pegs on the bike. So I remember being on the pegs of somebody's bike, uh, even my friend, uh, a, a friend of me and my brothers or my brothers, and me falling off. And then these dudes just riding over my legs. <laughs> and I was like, no, I hate bikes. I hate bikes. And then there was another time I was riding the 10-speed back in the days. And the gears came off, fell into the spokes, and I just oh. got sent flying into a pole. And like busted up my shoulder, and I just threw the bike into the ditch, and I just home. <laughs> I, I, I quit. Get these damn bikes, man! I hate this. So yeah, I, I've never really been a fan of just riding bikes, man. I used to run everywhere. It's funny you said that. Yeah, it, not a pleasant experience, man. Nah. Childhood, man. Child, yeah. Childhood is tremendously different these days. Like kids are riding bikes on their iPhone. Like, <laughs> well. So it was funny, like, I don't mean to get too off topic, but if somebody was talking about, yeah, like, that's, that's a good point. Um, but, like, someone was asking a question, I forgot why I read it, about, like, why it seems like our generation, right, like, the kind of 80s and 90s kids, like, have this weird nostalgia, and they, they're, like, a lost generation. It's, they talk about, like, the technology leap, right, that happened so fast that, like, we literally grew up in, we started off with classrooms with chalkboards and yeah. whiteboards, and now it's all, like, by the time we were coming out of high school, like, we were, they were moving out of all that. Like, we went from, like, having cell phones not even being a thing to by the time we graduated high school, like, everyone having cell phones. And so, like, we have this weird nostalgia for being attached to, like, simpler times, but understanding and seeing that. And mm-hmm. not many generations have seen so much of a huge, like, transition in that way. And that, like, puts us in a weird place. And, like, like you said, kids these days don't have the same kind of... You feel like there's a shift almost a shift, I kind of feel like there's almost a shift or a a step back from social media, uh, mostly social media right now, I'm not going to say technology as a whole, but it seems like the more people I talk to, the more people are are like, yeah, I'm not on Facebook anymore, or I deleted my Snapchat, or I don't mess with Instagram anymore, and I don't know if it's just an older generation that I'm talking to, but it seems like there's kind of a shift back to like almost take control back of how we're engaging on these platforms and realizing that they had so much of our attention and I don't want to give that much of myself to social media anymore. Yeah, well, almost. Do, no, no, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook. I'm, yeah, and I'm barely on the other ones, right? right. Like, um, I'm not on most just because it was like one of those things I found myself being like, really attached to and figuring out like, oh, what's going on with everybody else? And then just feeling like, oh my God, I haven't made a post. Someone said I haven't made a Facebook post. (laughs) Yeah. And like, it was weird not having Facebook for a while, right? Like I didn't have anything to just kind of compulsively like go to when I had 10 minutes to kill or whatever. But like the the further I get from it, the more I feel kind of freed. It sucks, right? Because there was people that was the only form of communication I had it with, which is what kept me on it for so long. But then like at the end of the day, I wasn't really communicating with them. I was reading about their lives Mm -hmm. from like the third degree and not really interacting with them. Um, but I think it's like an interesting point, right? Because I feel like I'm not saying like it was a fad, but it's I like maybe we reached the, the pinnacle, right? Yeah. And like of what social media is, everyone's recognizing it for what it actually is. Like even though people have been saying it for yeah. years, like if they're not selling a product, you're the product, right? Like that whole saying that came out a while back. Mm-hmm. And like maybe we are going to see a 
not a complete like relapse from it, but a step back and people reevaluating, especially I think with um, to kind of bring to like the topics you were saying that things are going on, like the, all the stuff that's happening with Facebook right now, like people are realizing like, oh my God, all this stuff wasn't just kind of conspiracy theory. Like they're legit. That this is the value that social media brings to companies, right? Yeah. This is why they want your information. And so I wouldn't be surprised, right? I'm not saying it's going to go away and all of a sudden people are over it. I think social media is definitely going to be a part of our lives going forward. But I think the way that it dominated, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out over the next few years. Well, I mean, you had the shooting star in MySpace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I mean, like legit, everybody was on there, right? Yeah. Right away. So maybe like these platforms right now, Probably more specifically Facebook because I think I don't think that Instagram and uh, like well Snapchat or Pinterest or whatever like uh, you divulge as much as you do on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So MySpace, I think I felt like people were starting to divulge a lot of that, like my top friends and all that stuff. Yeah. I feel like Facebook might be, and in some ways I hope that they are experiencing some of that so that we can take some of ourselves back. Like, yeah. Because we are associating ourselves with what happens on Facebook. Well, right. And like the whole thing is like that people are talking about is even though maybe you don't realize you're doing it, like you're seeking validation through what you post. Like, well, so-and-so didn't like my post. What's wrong? Do they don't agree with what I said or do they not like me anymore? Right? Like someone posted a picture one time on Facebook of me like doing something and like, oh my God, that's crazy. You got like 85 likes. That's insane. Like, and I'm like, like, why does that matter? Like, what is it that... I don't. I got. I had when I had Facebook. I had like thirty-seven friends. So like, it's, to me, it was the. Re- but like, like, where are the rest of these? Yeah, exactly. Forty-something likes from. But it's at the end of the day, it's like, why does that matter? Like, why is that a point of interest for us to point out? Right? Like, yeah. it's a cool picture or whatever it is. But like at the end of the day, you're you know, and it's one of those things. Like to be honest, that was one of those points that started getting me to question it. Was that like someone was excited? You know, of a picture they took of me, they got a bunch of likes and stuff. And I was like, what, what does it matter? Yeah. Who cares? It's a cool, funny picture or whatever it was. Um, so I, I, I'm, because I, I'm a comedian too, right? So I see some comedians sometimes post up like, uh, like, why are we on social media? If I wasn't in entertainment, I wouldn't be on social media and using it and everything. I'm like, okay. Like, I have to leave that. You know what I mean? Um, just because of the way that it exists now and it's just, part of our society. Yeah, it's you know? it's interwoven, it's integral in our yeah. lives. Like, we're not getting rid of it completely, right? We may take a step back, yeah. you know, but... But I, I, I'm like, in some ways, I'm like, what am I driving with my social media? Because I, I feel like that, like, one of those entertainers or whatever, viewer and comedy and everything, and the Team Grasshopper stuff, like, what am I driving? And then sometimes I'm like, why am I trying, like, what is my, why am I doing this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can say the same thing about the podcast, right? Like, well, why am I putting this out, you know? so Because it's a creative outlet. Because it's a creative outlet. <laughs> That's why. That's why, Jason. But to that point, yeah, I feel like I am a creator. So mm-hmm. I want to create stuff. Um, but sometimes I'm like, man, I wish that I wasn't a creator. Because I don't want to be on all of this stuff. Because it's consuming, and then you find yourself... Like, you lose time in the day looking at this, and next thing you know, you're an hour in, and you're like, damn, man, I could have been doing something totally different. And I just scrolled through all of these different photos and timelines and watching these Snapchat videos that brought no value other than maybe a giggle here and there. Yeah, well, it's like that thing, right? Like, you check Facebook, right? 
not, you're like, <laughs> you take like a five minute break, like from work. They say like, oh, okay. You check Facebook, you check Snapchat, you check Instagram, you check LinkedIn, you check Pinterest. And then you're getting ready to sit back at the keyboard and you're like, oh, let me see if anything new popped up. And like, you're going through this cycle. I'm not saying like inevitably for eight hours, but like you catch yourself in that sometimes because it can be a time consuming process to go through each one. And then it's an easy avoidance tactic for a lot of stuff. It's funny you said like you take a break for five minutes because I guess I want to think about breaks differently. Yeah. Right? Like when, when I think about a break, I want to think about like just a, a time from meditation, like, now we have to take breaks from social media. Like, we take a break at work, and then we jump on 10 minutes of social media or whatever, and then you're like, fuck, I need a break. And so now you have to put everything down and, like, take another break. I don't know, man. It's just really consuming, and I feel like it's it's starting to take too much time up in my life, and I, I really do want to get rid of it. Um, but I know that for some reasons I can't. But it's crazy, but I'll say this. I know people that are in the business that don't have. I know people that are entertainers that are actors that don't have any of this stuff. They have a website that shows the all of their um, credits, uh-huh. and like that's it. Do you think they're successful though? Like, yes. okay, I, like I know they're successful. Okay. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. do you think they can be more successful with the that's other the thing, right? Yeah. Well, like the breaks thing mm-hmm. was like an interesting point because, like, for me, it was one of those. Where somebody like, hey, have you talked to so and so? And I'm like, oh yeah, I saw their Facebook post, right? And um, and like, no, when was the last time you talked to them? I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. Um, and so for me, a big part of it was, especially with my family being on the other side of the country, like, um, just realizing how detached I got. Like the military was an excuse, right? Like, oh, I'm not there, I'm not there. But now I'm not there, and like my my opportunities for communication are much greater, like meaningful communication. I, I mean, social media can be meaningful as well, but like it was also cop out. Like, oh, I don't, I don't need to call my sister. I just saw that she posted yeah. the Easter photo with her daughters. Yeah. I'm good. Like, I liked it. So she knows I'm cool. Yeah. We're cool. Um, and I haven't been great about, like, picking up the phone and calling and texting. But, like, it's been a process of me We're working out more. We're fooling ourselves, man. We're fooling ourselves. We think there's connection there. We think there's connection there, but there is not a connection. Yeah, but I think, I mean, maybe for some people that is enough of a connection, right? And, like, I think, like, you're right. Like, we fool ourselves into thinking it's enough. And then when we take the heart, like, when I go home and visit, I don't go home and visit very often. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. But I'm just saying, like, for some people, I'm not trying to negate, like, who that's enough for them. Because not everyone needs that authentic, like, face-to-face interaction. And I get that. But it was one of those where, like... At that point, you're just in people's business, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But for me, it was, like, the big thing was, like, when I went home... um, I start going home again every year. Like it's been, it was like every three or five years. Mm-hmm. And I realized like when my nieces had come in and they're all in like high school and college, like just how much I'd really missed. Like I'd seen the important dates and stuff yeah. on Facebook. And like, I was like, man, they're going to be so excited to see me. And they're all social media kids and stuff they're like, Hey, uncle Brian. And they just like walk off. I'm like, Oh damn. Like I literally hadn't seen them for like, yeah, well, but and it's one of those where I just realized like how detached I'd been, even though I, I might've felt a, like some sort of connection it really wasn't there and like i'm not saying like i've got to repair all these relationships and stuff and i'm just like ah if i if i want more i've got to put more into it and i like for me personally social media was kind of a cop out and an excuse for my busy life right like, that i was still attached and maybe it is good that it's better than nothing yeah. right but i find it hard to believe that with the absence of that i would have allowed nothing well the thing is like social media has its algorithms 
So it's going to show you what you click on the most. Yep. You know what I'm saying? All of those, all of those platforms are. So it's like, if you're clicking on those things the most, why don't you just connect to those people in a different way? But it's, I will say, no, no, it definitely does. But I will say, like, the thing that I miss, I don't know how much I'll get into this, um, but, like, with Facebook, well, that's the thing, like, how much do I want it, like, um, but it was a way to keep in touch. (laughs) All right, all right, fine, I will. Um, Like, uh, a good example is keeping in touch with people from the military, right? Like, we're just generally not a group of people who pick up the phone and call each other, even really text. And so, like, keeping in touch, we had our Facebook page. And it was a very weird moment, and this is probably going to be maybe a little too much, but uh, a few weeks ago I found a guy I served with had taken his own life, right? And I was out of the loop for a while. wasn't a guy I was super close with. We served. He was in the same platoon. I knew him, and I, I definitely felt really, like, I, de- I definitely felt weird about it, right? Like, of course, like, I felt sorrow. Like, all these different things you, you feel. But then I felt, like, this weird sense of, like, well, holy shit, man. Like, that was our one connection, and I wasn't there, um, not to make it about, but whatever. Like, it was just, I had to reevaluate the, the opportunity that that social media did provide for me to interact with certain people, even if it was just staying in the loop and being a support network for other people, um, not necessarily just him, and, like, kind of think, like, there is merit in it, right? Like, is it, is it a matter of self-control type thing? And so, like, I, I do get the value that it adds. And it's, like, so it's this weird thing that I've been walking probably the last... Um, I don't know, three or four weeks about like, do I get back on there, right? Even if it just means I check it once a month or once a week, but, but then doesn't once a month turn into once a week, once a day, yeah. you know, limit myself to three or four times a day. And uh, it's just weird. And like I said, I didn't know if I want to take it that far, but it is, for me, it's been a pull, right? right? Um, being away from it for so long and then all of a sudden finding that out from a text, you know, someone's like, hey, you're going to be a so-and-so's funeral. I'm like, what do you mean? Because he didn't realize I wasn't on social media. And I'm like... It was just a crushing blow to realize that that was the one connection I had to somebody, and I lost that. So. Well, we were, I'm sorry to hear that. No, no, it's and, yeah. I didn't uh, mean to make it. No, 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 not at all. Um, and to that point, I will say that um, I I can understand what you're saying about how that can be the one connection to to something or to someone. Um, in the same vein, I would say if we are drawn that much to those individuals and to those entities like then we should be mindful enough to uh engage with them in different ways but i see your point like i got homeboys from the military who before face before social media we were active actively calling one another actively text messaging email whatever and once social media came around the engagement that we have now is liking one another's photos. Yeah. So even though I get to see like how their lives are transpiring, the amount of connection that I had to them was even more when there wasn't social media. Yeah. You know? So I mean I obviously like you fall into what what is what is there. You know, yeah. everybody falls into what is there, which is why everybody's on all these platforms and whatnot, but and it's hard to fight. It's hard. It's almost like hard to fight against it, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, and it feels like an all or nothing thing. Like I was saying, like, it's, you can try and limit yourself and say, I'm only going to log in. I'm only going to read messages. I'll put whatever up. But, like, no one even notices when you're not on it, right? Because yeah. they just, like, it just doesn't even click or register. So, like, I haven't seen anything from. Man. 
man. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Um, and so that's the other thing, right? Like, my buddy texted me and was like, are you going to the... Just assumed I was in the group still and all this and this and that. And it's like, man, my it just... Is, it's just like... I guess, I, it's weird, but it's just like, I feel like just like sometimes like my, I'm turning into mush. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was having a conversation, oddly enough, just a few messages back and forth on social media with somebody. And they were talking about how um, there's this instant gratification, right? Yep. So instant gratification with somebody liking or, um, or you not feeling something in the moment in the relationship that you're in. And then next thing you know, you're on your phone and you're seeing everybody else's lifestyles, happier things, and you're liking them and you're getting that gratification from that. Mm-hmm. And... I wrote this person back like, hey, everybody's so absorbed with looking down and being in other people's relationships that they're not looking up at their own. Yeah. You know? And you're only seeing what people want to show you, yeah. right? So like, while you're in that moment, you're saying like, this this relationship or whatever this is, isn't fulfilling. Oh my God, this other person's life is so great because they only, like, but you're only seeing the stuff they choose to show you. And that's another thing I think that's like, I don't want to say like dangerous, but like misleading that we forget to remind ourselves about social media. Um, it's both, brother. It's both. Dangerous yeah. and misleading. Yeah. Especially when you look at the people who, what's the term, like Instagram models, right? Um, like all these things like, oh my God, they've got this great life. They do it. But like, what else is going on when they're not behind the camera? Not that they have these terrible lives, but just that everyone has struggles. Like no one, I don't think there's a single human yeah. being who's happy 100% of the time. Like I just don't think it's in our nature. Yeah. Um, but it's we... That you see somebody saying posting a picture and be like, oh, I'm getting separated. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, yeah. you'll see people post stuff. Or about, just having a mediocre day, right? Yeah. Not happy or sad or whatever, or just like, if it's, and if it is something that seems mundane, they're like glorifying, like, can't, just so happy to have a day on the couch watching Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so it's one of those where like, even that makes it seem like this great thing. Whereas, you know. Yeah. I don't know, but. No, it's, but, but then, sorry, like my mind starts turning because no, I'm trying. This is a podcast. <laughs> no apologies. We're having a conversation. Like, just talk, man. Yeah. Um, look up. I'm looking up right now. I'm not. I'm flipping the phone over. It's not social media. It's a genuine interaction I'm oh, having with somebody. Right. They were texting me. They accidentally. It looks like a, it might have been a butt dial. Okay. Um, and they're like, "Sorry, I forgot you were busy." I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, but then I like so as we've been talking, I'm trying to think about like the positive the social media ads, right? And I'm immediately brought to like social awareness and causes, um, yeah. uh, the ice bucket challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, I mean, that thing exploded, right? And everyone was like, oh my God, like, so what? People are dumping water on each other. Um, I, I read an article on how much money it raised and I forget, but there was like this huge spike in, you know, I think it was like tens of millions mm-hmm. during the whole ice bucket challenge thing for ALS research, which is huge for any, you know, and they're like, man, this is, this is literally catapulting it forward years. But I mean, <laughs> that doesn't happen in a text message, right? Like you don't, yeah, yeah. you don't do a group. I mean, you could, but it would not have the same effect, right? Like yeah. you can't, you could post a picture of it happening or even a video on a thread with 10 people. Mm-hmm. So there are these like really powerful things we've been able to do yeah. for good and I know that there's, you know, someone might listen to it and be like, yeah, but it's the same thing for the worst, right? People just post whatever they want and it goes viral with negativity, but like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what is it, the cinnamon challenge? Or even like things that are inspired by hate, right? They get like all these followings and all this, but like, I don't know, like I, I like to think that the amount of good that was caused by something like that is just astronomical, mm-hmm. right? Um, people who hate are always 
I don't want to say always, but are just generally going to be full of hate, right? Yeah. Like, and they're the same circles, the same stuff. But that's a chance to raise awareness about different mm-hmm. issues and things. So, I don't know. Sorry, as we were talking, I was like, what's the positive? Man, what's the positive? Apologize one more time, bro. Dude, it is in my nature. <laughs> I will apologize for apologizing too much. <laughs> Ask anybody. Like, I, I took 10 buckets to the head during the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Um, for Harry Gianneschi, one of my partners um, that uh, had ALS and eventually passed on. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, man, so... You're absolutely right. Uh, there, there is a way to use it for the greater good, um, but still, I feel like it's just absorbing so much of our time, man. I, I feel like there's a lot of potential loss in individuals, and I think well, individuals need to check themselves, man. Ah, it's it's I, like I can I feel like like I'm I feel like I might be being a little hypocritical because I'm on there. Yeah. But I don't want to be on there. But on the other side, I also know that I also know that I'm out, like, trying to get stuff done. Well, yeah, and so like you said, I I had the knock. That wasn't meant to be a knock about like Mm -hmm. being a creative outlet and being, but it's as much creative outlet as it it wasn't a knock. But it's also like, if ten people listen to this podcast and there's a message of positivity Mm -hmm. from it, you know what I mean? Like it's delivering a different message than what you know, might traditionally be seen on social media and these different things. And if that's what you're doing with your social media and invested in that and that cause, then I don't think there's anything. But what I would say is I like to to try and find some positivity in it. Like, By the way, hey, yo, plug my social media. Uh, it's, the realest, it's the realest Instagram page you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will plug it, but the problem is I'm not on social media <laughs> enough to know it by heart. So if you want me, you made me turn my phone over. I could turn it over, look it up. Um, but no, like I like to think social media is still young in the scheme of things, right? Like MySpace, Facebook, all that stuff. What are we talking? Like 2005, 2006, 2003, maybe? Um, yeah, yeah, probably around there. Yeah, you're right. I mean, AOL Instant Messenger Check predates out the brain on the professor, ladies um, and <laughs> But like that's still young in the scheme of things that like dominate our. Like when you look at the evolution of TV, radio, like things that have like changed the way that we live our lives. And so there's still a learning curve to it, right? Like I said, maybe we hit that pinnacle of like obsession with it and it's going to start changing and molding. And so, I mean, 15 years sounds like a long time in an individual's, but in the scheme and perspective of the power that social media has, like at the end of the day, like we're still learning about it. We're still trying to accommodate it to our lives. Just because it is something now doesn't mean it's going to be that in two, three, five, ten 10 years. Right. Um, and so maybe the positive thing is that we're taking a step back, we're reevaluating and figuring out how we're going to use it for positive things to find a way for it to be a more substantial method of communication. And it's, you're completely right. It's up, you're saying we're losing some of the individuality. Um, and maybe that's where individuals start taking it back and making it to what they want it to be, not what they're told it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if that makes sense. But. No, that, no that, that makes total sense, man. And I love the way you so eloquently took the words that I didn't eloquently put together. <laughs> Well, you you inspired like that thought process. So, (laughs) so the professor um, is about to tell us what happened this day in history. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I was like, oh shit, what is today? No, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't even. What about this past month in history? Do you have anything that happened this past month in history that you could um, speak to? It was my birthday exactly one month ago. Hey, (laughs) that's not really a history fact. Anything famous? Any infamous, anything that happened on your birthday? 
I used to know. I used to keep track of that, like yeah. famous people that were born on my birthday and all this stuff, but it was really disappointing. So I like <laughs> left. It's like the guy who stood next like to Gary S- Coleman. <laughs> no, like it was even worse than that. It'd be like guy who set up the mic stand at Obama's inauguration. You're like, what is this? Like that's nobody. Like, but um, no, nah, that just means I've got to like pick up the slack. I hey, think. Same here. Listen, I got one coming up on Sunday. I know. Um, I know. And I can't think of anything spectacular that happened on my birthday or anybody um, famous or infamous that was born on my birthday or born born on their birthday as well. That would be. Or, born on, yeah. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Like my sister, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. So she and Michael Jordan have the same birthday, so that's an easy one. So like, here's my question. Like, I'm really tempted to Google right now, but there seems to be this mixed review on the Googling thing on the podcast on the few I hey, sat uh, in on between Jeff, you and Jeff. Jeff broke the ice this year. He uh, cracked it open. You know, we, we didn't fact check and stuff, but since you're not necessarily fact checking... Like, I just feel like if birthday, I'm... It's already like a big well, chair to fill with... J- like Jeff not in it, and so no, thanks for making me sound like an asshole. Um, I I don't want to take over Jeff's role of uh, not, being the Googler. You have your own role on the podcast, bro. Which is go- go- like Googling when Jeff's not here. <laughs> yeah, so you check your birthday. Let me see if there are any famous people born on birthday. I'll look up I'm yours. Gonna ask Siri. I'm going to ask Siri. Oh, look uh, at this. Siri, can you tell me famous people that were born on April 8th? So famous, let's see. We have famouspeople.com says famous people born on April 8th. Okay, oh Robin Wright from House Ooh. of Cards. Yeah, she's a I met her. I met her with her at the time husband Sean Penn in the airport, oh, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's a really cool story. Yeah, it's actually a really cool story. But oh, didn't you, didn't you meet uh, his kids too? You, you also met somebody famous, or you saw somebody else famous recently? Uh, oh. Oh, uh, I saw Shooter McGavin. I, that was on I, my one time. I go on, well, not one time, but Snapchat. Like I did the the awkward, like I was texting vigorously and like raising it up to take a picture of him at the bar. Um, yeah, no. Oh man, Chris Kyle, U.S. Navy SEAL veteran. Dude, mine are so much more disappointing. <laughs> like Katie Sackhoff. I don't know who that is. It just says she's American. Yeah. So you ready for mine? Arquette. Crazy enough. I, for a long time, I thought Patricia Arquette and Robin Wright were the same person. <laughs> Gennady Golovkin, the boxer. Dude, well, I'll take that. favorite boxer, like, that guy's post-fight that. interview is the best. Like, oh, my that. God. That's a good one. Uh, let's see if I get one more good one in here. Oh, wow. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, who actually wrote a book that I have. Did he help? He might have helped found. Uh, did he help with founding um, Apple? Um, oh, jeez, man, mine. Oh, holy cow! Total tie into the introduction, by the way. Oh, or no, not introduction. Um, are you ready? Hold on, I got. I got to give you one more good one. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you all amazingly terrible ones. These are all, like, famous, not, like, historical. These are, like, current people, I think, on this website. Um, for, for those of you that are 
Here's a good one for those of you hip-hop fans out there. Dej Loaf was also born on my birthday. I have no or idea who that birthday. is. Um, I didn't think that you would, uh, but that's okay. That sounds a little judgmental, but... Uh, maybe so, maybe for that. That's it, man. That's, uh, I mean, well, that's not it, but that's the only people that I would want to um, put out there and say were born on my birthday. So, ready? Yes. Ava Mendez. Hey! I'll take. Yep. Both senses. Um, (laughs) Joel Osteen. Not super crazy about that one. Okay, okay. Bunch of random crazy foreign people. Jake Lloyd, who nobody probably knows, but is a big Star Wars fan. He was a little kid in the... When the new Star Wars launched, the episode one that everyone hated and, like, lived this life that destroyed. So it's really disappointing for me as a Star Wars fan. Um... Bunch of people that looked fairly famous, but I'm not too in the know on. Michael Irvin, tie into your <laughs> what are your jokes? Yes, yes, um, this is a real true story. And then when uh, you were taking a little video earlier, who did I compare us to when I wasn't talking? Two comedians, one to uh, Penn and Teller. Oh, Penn and Teller. It's Penn's birthday. The we share the same. Talk? Penn's the one that talks. Oh, so we talk. got that resolved too from our earlier. Okay. Um, yeah, bunch of uh, really current famous people. I was I wonder like yeah, I don't want to say like a bunch of nobodies, but there are a bunch of people on here that I don't. Know. Well, like I'm curious about historical because that's like my thing because I don't want to claim any of these idiots. Um, well, yeah, like I'll, I got YouTubers and stuff. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, there's all these random people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have Shaka Smart, a basketball coach who's pretty famous right now. I think University of maybe like Texas or something like that. But that's a good one. I'm gonna switch it up to like. Historical and see yeah, what yeah, comes go, up. Go historical. Oh shit! It says most insignificant day in history. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, do I have any serial killers on here? I mean, oh wow, this dude, John Christie, said serial killer. Ooh. Ooh. I don't want that. Well, it's only got to be like one ever, right? Like, so you're good. <laughs> we know you're not a serial killer now. That would be my estimation, at least. Oh, come on, man. Oh, man, there's some terrible ones. Uh, oh, it says something about the personality traits here. Uh, the personality traits of those born on April 8th are marked by a complete self-assured nature, yet they will show a more cautious nature than their fellow Aryans. Whoa, are you? Are you <laughs> they are blessed with an innovative mind, by ah. near shy attitude, but blessed. Put a period right there. Because you don't want to read the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> no, just put a period right there. But blessed. <laughs> but blessed with the ability of staying calm in all situations. I, I can see that. Those born on April eighth are extremely loyal individuals ah. and are independent persons. Yeah. Okay. Wanting nothing more in life than to stand on their own feet. Oh. Very interesting. I have a lot of famous... Career. It says something about career. Oh, oh, oh. Aries signs should look for those career options which are challenging and urge them to use their own natural talents. Research-oriented fields such as science and medicine can be the perfect career options for these individuals as these fields tend to quench their mental appetite. Huh. Interessante. That sounds like really awesome. I'm scared to look mine up. It says Relationships. Uh-oh. Good guys win. <laughs> Seeking a strong relationship is the priority to the individuals born on this particular day in April. 
as they search for the one true soulmate of their lives. While it may be true that these individuals have a higher than average expectation from their partners, finding that secure relationship may be difficult at times. Tell me about it. <laughs> An adventurous partner in all aspects of life will be the best suited for these passionate personalities. Huh. Oh, shit. I found it for mine, man. Uh-oh, bring it. I don't know, man. If this hits too close to home, I might have to pack it up for the night. Oh, well, well depends on what you mean by close to home, bro. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, if it starts describing my, my sad life right now, I'll be like, oh, man. All right. Uh, is this the same page as you? Does that look the same? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Uh, so you scroll down and be able to read all that other stuff. All right. Well, courageous and determined, March 5th natives are talented individuals who have a mind of their own. They tend to analyze each situation in their own way and do not accept anything for the sake of it. Intellectually adept, they have their own line of thinking that cannot be swayed by the opinion of others. Also, Actually, they can make good career <laughs> in fields where they are allowed to use their intelligence and creativity. March 5th individuals are likely to excel in all the spheres of life. Personal, professional, and spiritual. I don't know about all that, but uh, yeah, so. We'll keep going down. That's it, that's it. No, there's more. No, there's not. This is just all the dead people. No, no, you keep going down. Trust me, there's more, bro. Okay, 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 okay. I don't know if I want to know anymore. And I can accept the opinions of others very well, by the way. So don't. Like, actually. Meh. So the actually thing isn't as much as it's about opinions, actually. It would be about, like, facts that somebody got wrong. So wait, that's a different, different page. Go to famousbirthdays.com. Oh, my God. No, wait, wait, wait. I swear. Uh, no, 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 you're right, you're right. That's the right page. Yeah, Dude, just keep scrolling down. It's not stopping. Oh, oh, oh. There, oh. It is. there it is. It's got my lucky numbers. This is like a Chinese fortune oh, cookie. Personality, is that it? Yeah. All right, let's see here. March 5th. Pisceans are courageous in their thoughts and deeds. They are never afraid to openly express their opinions, especially if they believe they are right. They are not swayed by what other people think of them. As sentimental as a March 5th Pisces is, they still have a hard time accepting encouragement from people around them who love them because it makes them feel unworthy. I have to go to my therapist after this. <laughs> so what's the next one you read? Um, I read... I said read so some career, career and then uh, like the relationships one. Oh, great. People born on... So career. People born on March 5th would make wonderful writers, novelists, poets, journalists, or whatever the written word is required, since these people are talkative and amiable. They therefore would do very well on any stage. This specific March date personality would do well in the field of nursing or as a teacher, especially to children who are not well served by the educational system. Funny I turned that career path down. Additionally, March 5th natives can also give jobs of counselors, therapists, and psychologists at try as they are likely to excel in these fields. Wow. Well, I'll take it yeah, close yeah, enough, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Uh, relationship, marriage, and children. Do I skip over the female part? That's all. No, f- no, uh... Female Pisceans born on March 5th are charming and can enthrall any male with their sympathy and understanding nature. On the other hand, <laughs> March 5th Piscean men are charming, uh, yeah, warm, and display their loving side constantly. Pisceans born on this day enjoy giving their children and their spouse lots of love. They are patient with a unique sense of humor and can tranquilize or calm down a frantic situation completely on their own. March 5th people love beauty in their home and can decorate it very artistically. Wow. Dude, dude some of this stuff in there like literally came up in conversations in the past week. and um, <laughs> That's, Yours is fairly accurate, man. So is yours. Yours is fairly accurate. Yeah. Even like to the... 
Well, mine said innovate. My, mine had the word innovate. I know. Like, <laughs> that's that word, like, teacher, professor, yeah. psychologist, and all that stuff. In there. Oh, boy. Therapist. Man. Dang, brother. That's, that, was pretty, that was pretty interesting, man. It's, it was good to, to Google that. Great. Yep. <laughs> Biz Marquis. You don't know who that is. You gave me I a don't. face like No, I was uh, waiting for you to tell me. I'm excited. I like learning new song, things. Uh, you, you got what oh. I need. Oh. But you say, say you're just, just a friend. friend. Yep. That, he was born in my birthday. Okay, I'll totally with that one. All right. Yep. I think we went down a little far with that. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty awesome, man. I, I... No, there was some stuff in there. I literally had a conversation with somebody who was like, I, I just bought a house, right? And so I've been... I've been putting the things up that are necessary, and somebody referred to it as decorating, and how like yeah. I had a knack for it, and I didn't appreciate it being called decorating. I uh-huh. was like, "Don't don't tell people I'm good at decorating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell people I'm good at design." And so that whole thing about like you do great with yeah. making your own. I was like, "Oh my god!" Hey, hey, listen, man, embrace it, bro. Well, you are. I, I will embrace it if it's called like design. <laughs> I'm not crazy about like people telling Brian's a great decorator. No, Brian's good at design. Man, like man, I'll take man. that. You know what, man? You can have an HGTV uh, TV show. I I can't. I don't know how to do that. Like I just <laughs> keep on designing, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure it'll all come 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 out. Uh, how today. do like given our previous conversation? How do we know that site isn't just manipulated by our social media? We're just craft some bullshit up wow. real quick based on everything we've been searching and doing because it's a little too spot on. So now, wow. I don't, that is I don't think that's the case. But just to tie into that. I Google like relationships a lot. Well, I've been Googling like curtain rods a lot. Oh, so, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is bananas. Yeah, but like according to Facebook, like it's not just that they've been. So what did mine say that I would have been. But like relationship wise, like apparently some of the data that they realize Facebook's been passing off is like how many times you call and text certain people and when. Like they have those logs because people have been using the Facebook Messenger on their phone, which all their communication, you can choose to have it run through there, right? Um, So then they are logging every time you text somebody, every time you call somebody, every time you, like, so so it's not as far-fetched. Then you're like, nah, like, but to craft a whole website to it like that. I said, wow, like, yeah, that's probably. But they could do shit like that. Now I want to go back and see what it said again. I don't even remember because I'm like. Yes. But there's no way like that website was crafted in like 30 seconds of our Google search based on that. But still, Man, it's just interesting to think about to tie it into our previous conversation. Huh. Very interesting, my friend. Very interesting. I will say like there's a part of me that kind of likes it. So then when I go on Amazon, it shows me exactly what I want. I don't have to fuck around and just find <laughs> it real quick. Like everyone's like, oh, it's so annoying. I'm like, no, it's kind of nice because they yeah. know what I've been talking about and need. Um, Designing, Designing, Jason. Designing. 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 Oh. You can have a TV show called Decor- The Professor Decorates. <laughs> like, that sounds a lot different than I think it would actually be. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we wanted to talk about this time in history um, and took us down that path. But it, was, it wasn't that far off, man. I think we talked more about our own. We talked about our own history, right? Like we talked about upbringing, where we stand with social media, the importance of our birthdays. I think what was cool about it is like sometimes I feel like when you look at that stuff or stuff like that, like it's that like self-analyzation of is this who I really am? And then like 
when you I hear you oohing and on at stuff that's saying about me, and I'm doing the same with saying stuff about you, like it's like wow, that, I guess that really is you know a big part of me and who I am. So that was pretty cool, man. Very nice, man. Very introspective. I'm gonna go home and cry now, though. I feel like oh, and while you're decorating. <laughs> 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 can't even like formulate a response right now because I just see me like put up a curtain oh, rod yeah. and we just crying you're like oh my god it's so true uh, it's a little better over there <laughs> that's cool man. well you know what professor um, it's been great to have you as a co-host today um, it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun man I feel like we had a, a very good conversation man um, you know I I hope that you stay away from anything that might concuss you. <laughs> I don't know how many I have left, man. Yeah, like, I don't know how many you got left in you, brother. Um, but I, I always appreciate your insight and, and your viewpoint on, you know, the way that the, the current situation of the world. Obviously, we call you the professor for a reason. Um, and I will say this, ladies and gentlemen. Typically, at this point in time in the podcast, we would have... Jeff, you know what I'm about to say. We would have Jeff tie all this up and, and wrap it in in a nice package uh, and call it Jeff's Joint, and he would play a song that ties this entire episode together. But today, we have a special treat for you, and I'm giving him time right now to formulate his thoughts. What we're going to do when we have the professor on right now is we're going to introduce a new segment called The Professor's Points. I almost said a professor's joints. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different education. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different education. Gather around, kids. Um, the professor's points or point, and what I would like for him to do in this segment is um, just kind of assess everything that we've talked about and kind of just put a point out there, more from an intellectual perspective. Obviously, we. A lot we of know, pressure. Yeah, we are putting a lot of pressure on you. Um, and, and, and rightfully so. The people out there need to know um, just why we call you the professor. So when you deliver this professor's point, um, we want you to throw it back to your, to your teaching days. We want you to throw it back to those days where you were lecturing and you had all those students in the classroom and you had to get a message out and you were teaching them and you were making sure that they went home with this powerful message. That's what we want you to do right now, Professor. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the Professor's Points. So as we were talking, like something kind of seemed to like unite some of our conversations. And uh, like talking about who we are now versus our upbringing, and then also talking about social media, like the impact it's had on us and where we're at now, where it's gonna go. And just keeping in mind that like, as important as it is to live in the moment and enjoy that. Remember, it is the moment, and that's not the way things are going to be forever, right? So we were talking about social media and how, like, it's this dominating kind of thing in our lives, but it seems to be taking a step back, and everyone can be really negative about the impact it has. And just remember that we're, we're on a spectrum, right? Like, this is just a process, and things are continuously in a state of change. Like, growing up, some of those things that we were, like, joking about that would seem pretty terrible, but they... They also weren't permanent, and they made us who we are, right? So just this idea of like keeping in mind that things are continuously changing, and it seems like they're changing for the better. Even when we are talking about some of the other stuff going on, we talked about some of those big world events in the beginning, just kind of put our finger on them a little bit, um, that may seem to have this, they may seem to have this ominous, like, oh, this is such a terrible thing. Like, there's steps in the right direction, and that 
stuff's always continuous and growing and have the impact on the world that you want to, right? If social media bothers you, have a, be a force of good in that, be a force of positivity. Um, so I think that would be my point that seems to kind of like tie everything together is that it's just a reminder that this state now is awesome and to live in it, but just remember it's not permanent yeah. um, and you can continue to mold and change and move forward. Awesome. Very good. Thank you, Professor, for the first ever Professor's Points. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we would not leave you without the Beast Mode moment. So here is the Beast Mode moment. What's one good thing, one good thing, just one, about the ones that you hold nearest and dearest? Write it down and let them know. We get so caught up and giving people that we don't even know likes and recognition. Let's make sure we are recognizing the ones closest to us as well. And I think that ties back into some of the stuff that we spoke about with making sure we had those authentic connections with people. And I talked about my homeboys from the Marine Corps and staying connected with them even more so when there wasn't social media around. Um, and you talked about connecting with your, with your family members and your nieces and, and that, like making sure that the ones that are, are nearest and dearest to us, that we stay connected to them. And we acknowledge them and we recognize them and we let them know that they are still very much making an impact on our lives, regardless of how much the social media might seem to be pulling us apart. So that's your Beast Mode moment. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a lot of fun having the professor as a co-host. It was, Thank you very much. It was great. It was awesome, man. And of course, we always invite you to the live studio audience. Um, <laughs> but thanks for being here. Jeff, hopefully we'll catch you next time, brother. Um, and you'll be able to have some fantastic stories about things that are transpiring in your world. But ladies and gentlemen, for Big Jeff, who's not here today, for the professor, I am Yeye Martinez. Until next time, peace. Jeff usually says see you, but you can see Oh. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>